tune. I like the callback to yeah, our... I had to play it after talking about it, you know? We did do a bit of a deep dive on the lyrics there, and I gotta say, I had been thinking about it this whole week, man. A little under pressure. The love, love song duet between two lovers, David Bowie and Freddie Mercury. <laughs> uh, I don't care who you're fucking, man. That's a good tune. It's a beautiful song. I couldn't agree more, man. Yeah. And I'm, I'm glad you threw it out there. It's good. Again, a good callback. I love it. Yeah. Man. Dude, I had a funny day today. Well, not funny. Well, funny for me. Not funny at all for a lot of people. Well, then uh, this makes it an excellent story. I'm very excited <laughs> for what you got. Yeah. <laughs> so it all starts <laughs> with Barack Obama. <laughs> Barry Sotero? <laughs> oh, yeah. Barack Obama decided he's going to build his library, the presidential library on the south side of Chicago. Ooh. Uh,. First of all, it's going up. It's this ridiculous building. It's so big. And there's no books. They built a library with a basketball court and no books. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not joking. Well, they're probably going to fill it with migrants in the next couple of weeks. So, you know, just set up a bunch of cots. (laughs) So, anyways, because this thing went in, they had to do, like, infrastructure upgrades to, like, the sewers and the surrounding road and everything. Oh, yeah. So the main road right next to it, like, it's a good couple miles stretch, I think. They, they just they dug up the whole road, the, the, sewer, the main sewer lines, everything got replaced, right? For the Obama building library. But yeah, for, for the increased traffic and everything, they had to upgrade everything around it. All right, you that makes I mean? sense, yeah. Because yeah. it's in this really area that, like, hasn't been updated in, like, 100 years. It's just a shitty south side neighborhood, you know? As they uh, all pretty much are at this point. Yeah. Actually, it's not even really shitty. Hyde Park <clears throat> used to be really nice. It could be so nice. It's so sad. But, uh, <laughs> but dude, so they finished, they finished doing the new road, like, the the... The west half of the road, right? They did the whole thing. It's been paved. It's it's ready to go. They're ready to actually start putting traffic onto that half. They did the sewer, everything. It, they're about to move the traffic over there so they can do the other half of the road. Uh, it's been about two months, and now this school, the sewer, the sewers are, are all backing up, right? <laughs> okay, yeah. And normally, they like before they do the construction, they mark everything with spray paint on the grass. Every you know where everything is, That's all right. the pipes, all the electrical. <laughs> Man, I cannot find the main sewer line. I can't find it. And I'm like, dude, they should have spray painted it. There should be something. Finally, I find this buried manhole. We put a camera in. We get to right before the main sewer line, and it's just a dead wall. Dead wall. Somebody forgot to mark the main sewer line. So they put this fucking... They forgot to mark the main sewer for the school. Oh, yeah. Going into the street. So they put this whole new sewer line in the road, 10 feet deep, put a whole road over it, and nobody connected the sewer. <laughs> how, how old is this sewer? It's a brand new... Oh, the one from the school? Yeah. 
So the line coming out the school is over a hundred years. Okay, it's like from eighteen hundred. So it's still the, <laughs> it, the the manhole is still like the hand laid brick. Wow. Okay. So we're talking so. about over the span of like a hundred and twenty, hundred and forty years, multiple groups of men have come through here and just kind of layered different types of plumbing. So I guess when they dug up the road about two or three feet down. They found the old uh, rail tracks for the World Fair. Wow. Yeah. And then above that was like cobblestone. Like, dude, no, it's like history in this ground. You know what I Have mean? Have you but seen the- stuff about the old World <laughs> Fairs and how there was really like what we see now are actual images of the old world that existed before, you know, everything got wiped out and what have you? Yeah, I don't believe any of it. Right, I believe right. what you're I believe what you're looking at is photos and it looks really good, but if you were there in like real life, you would realize it was just like like cardboard painted like stones. Cuz they're talking about like this one building burned <clears throat> down, like stone doesn't burn down. You know what I mean? What does burn down is of some bullshit fake stone facade that's backed by drywall or uh ply, uh the fuck's that wood called? Plywood. Right. Okay. So the You know. It's kind of cool that they did these world fairs, man. Yeah, that's a good idea. <laughs> but, dude, it's so funny. Like, because the minute you, uh, it was one of those situations where it's like a lot of big companies involved, everything, and then you put that camera in, and as soon as you find the problem, boom, that's it. It's like the gun goes off, you're off to the races. Everybody's now trying to point the finger. <laughs> oh, yeah. Because you got to dig up this brand new road. Got to go down fucking, actually, it's 12 feet. Wow. Oh, it's crazy. Yeah. It's crazy because, again, you're in Chicago and the South Side, man. I, the history there, the destruction and rebuilding and, you know what I'm saying, the, the great fire that we talked about not too long ago. Uh, it's, it's just really crazy that you're there now in, in the 2020s and you're digging through these levels that have just, we're talking about like just generations building on top of generations, basically. Yeah. So yeah, know. it's really crazy, dude. Some of, some of these schools you go in and they're like they're in sections where they put additions on. You know, in the original building was 1890. You know, they put an addition in the 30s and then again in the 50s and then you know what I mean? Yeah. And you're going through and you can literally see like the evolution of the technology of like the tools that were being used. I mean, some of these really old buildings you go in there and you can still see the hand chipping on the timbers that are that are holding it up. Oh wow, that's amazing. Yeah. <clears throat> All right. Well, I'm I'm seeing a lot of stuff in the chat uh, over uh, about mud flood. So, Mike, I, I think maybe what you're digging into is uh, remnants of the mud flood, right? The world before. No, there's no mud. Uh, anybody who thinks there's <laughs> mud, no. I, I've dig Hyde Park. You can dig a hundred feet down. All it's right. sand. All right. Well, I'm on I'm on sand. team mud flood uh, generally. Uh, uh, but you know, you it know, could I'm be a mud real. flood. I don't know. Maybe it was a sand flood. It's all sand. Chicago and the major cities like San Francisco and what have you, they all had these major catastrophic events like the Great Fire or whatever. And uh, it, it just is weird and it kind of feels like some part of the past was demolished or wiped out and then we rebuilt this modern era. Mm. Architecture used to look so cool back then, man. What do you mean we still have the same architecture? Yeah, but we haven't built anything new like it. I I beg to differ. 
Go look at the buildings of Chicago. The new ones going up are pretty amazing. The ones that were that have been there forever are pretty amazing. One thing we definitely got away from was like the carve, like the stone carvings and the. Oh, you got to go to this one school of Von Steuben. It is unbelievable the carved the carvings they have. That's what I kind of miss is the old stone chiseling, you know, just the, the gargoyles and the cathedral type buildings. Like, you know, we we could have kept going in that direction. No, because nobody wants it. You're right. We want the Wiz Khalifa, right? Which is like, uh, you know, into the clouds. <laughs> that just doesn't look good. It looks, you know, I mean, the Von Steuben looks amazing, but it also it only looks so amazing because it's surrounded by <clears throat> modern stuff. If everything looked like it, it would look kind of dumpy. And We're getting... Actually, we have evidence of that. There's areas in the south side that haven't been upgraded in 100 years. <laughs> <laughs> well, they, they still got swastika in their brickwork. You know? That's I mean, right, I've man. sent you the pictures. I know, but it's a symbol so. of peace internationally uh, before the, the Nazis. Uh, you know, in uh, Denver, and you can easily look this up, we are at the cutting edge <clears throat> of building <clears throat> architecture. We're designing, and it's, it's pretty close to, I think, being completed. We have a uh, new sky rise that is like a mostly eco something and it has open exposed gardens and like uh like a mini forest built within it on the ledges and it's this whole wacky and wild uh jungle world within a building mm. all right that's that's <laughs> <laughs> They they're very excited about it. It's gonna it. it's gonna be very expensive to live in it. I, I don't imagine any normal people working nine to five would be able to go uh get themselves a spot in this super cool, ultra fancy, modernized, super world where you live inside your building. This could be the future that they want for us with the World Economic Forum and the whole, you know, fifteen minute city. Right? Well, did you see what did you see what they're doing in Saudi Arabia? Give me the lowdown on the Saudi Arabia. With that line and everything? You, they they're building the line. I keep hearing this from people like non tinfoil hat nut jobs like myself who are no, like it's oh. not a conspiracy theory, it's not a this, it's not a that you could s- satellite images, they they're building you could see the line forming. Not only are they building the actual li- like the substructure, they're putting in the sewers and everything, the substructure for the line. They've already completed the mini cities along the line that the workers are living in while they build it. This is freaky stuff, people. Don't ever move into the line. I'm telling you right now. And I just heard, I, I was reading this crazy article where uh, so Saudi Arabia pretty much went through. They drew a line in the sand, literally just a straight line, and they said everybody, or two lines, and they said everybody between these two lines, you have to move. We now own your land. And two guys, or th- two or three guys were, uh, I think it was three guys were arrested for protesting. Two of them received like 40 years in prison. Oh my God. <laughs> and the leader of the protest is, was sentenced to, uh, to death. He's waiting to die. To be executed. For protesting. <clears throat> God, that is what we need to start doing to all these fucking people who are stopping traffic for Palestine. Did you see what happened in New York? Oh, no. That guy should just run those fucking people over. Oh, you saw the what guy, you... the hero who got out of his car, was pushing people to the side because he had to, like, yes. 
get through to, to work oh. and get his kid. Like, oh man, I felt for that guy so hard. Uh, it's such an incredible like scene, man. Like, what these idiots don't understand is you're ruining people's lives who are just working so hard and they're miserable, man. And life sucks so hard and they're just trying to get to work. Get the fuck out of the way. And you're doing it for fucking Palestine. A Palestine. Country, a country that hates you. <laughs> they hate you. Their whole life goal, the meaning of their life is to kill you. I tell you what, I wish I saw this kind of passion from these idiots when they were rolling out the vaccine mandate. Why didn't we yeah. fucking shut down some traffic over the vaccine mandate, people? Oh, that's what killed. I was listening to that fucking breaking points, and that bitch was driving me nuts. She kept saying, I, wish, no, I think it's great. They need to do it. We need to draw attention. There's 2,000 babies a day dying. <laughs> what about the 17 million that died from your stupid vaccine? No protest? No stop traffic for that? Well, no, Mike, that was planned eugenics. See? <laughs> but, but I got to worry about these fucking... Oh, I almost said a bad word there. We're, uh... we're cutting the fat here. We're trimming the fat of the public. <laughs> See? That's how it works. I got to worry about these fucking... All right, well, we'll leave it there. Arabs in the uh, Middle East there? Yeah. No, man. No, this is so stupid. Stopping traffic for in New York. Did you see how much traffic they stopped for two hours? It, they're not doing it for anybody anywhere. They're doing it for themselves. That's what all these people on the left are all about. They want to post the picture. They want to be yeah. on TV. They want to. They want their friends and family in their communities to see that that they're the most sympathetic or empathetic. That that they're you know the greatest people and that they're leading the causes and they're you know it's just <sighs> these David Hogs of the world, man. That's the problem. People who are too big for their britches. And they're legends in their own minds, and they got to get right. out of the way because in in the real world there are people working overtime every day trying to put food on the table and support their families. That's the reality. Get out of here You're with right. your fantastical protests. If you want to protest and shut things down, go to Wall Street. Piss off those losers who have more money than any of us could ever dream, and get to sleep in on my, uh, you know during the week. And that's my, my whole point to these fucking people, Joe Biden's the most powerful guy in the country, right? And he even, even he, all he could really do is ask Israel to stop, right? We can't really force him. I mean, we could cut him off and everything. We could threaten him with this and that. But honestly, oh, it's up to them, right? Well, so if, if Joe Biden <laughs> can't even really do anything, what the fuck is Mike the plumber in the middle of the highway supposed to do? <laughs> Well, the reality is, I think uh, Israel owns all our politicians through their Jeffrey Epstein fiasco, so we pretty much <laughs> have to do what they say, right? Is that how it works here? <laughs> you know what I'm saying, though, dude. You got no power. All these guys have no power to do anything. No, no, nobody you stopped in traffic had anything to do with this stupid fucking Hamas bullshit. <clears throat> yeah, I, and I no, I can't get over the passion for something that doesn't even affect your life. Yet here we are, and nothing is improving for Americans. Everything kind of sucks in this country right now. Nobody has money, and we're just pissing away dollars overseas. No protests, man? No anti-war protests? Like, for us to... I don't know. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I, I'm, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm losing it right now with these people. You know me. I'm no, I'm no abortion extremist here, but... 
You guys are going from one protest where you want the right for any woman in America to kill their baby, no questions asked, and then you're going to the next protest where it's, but think of the babies that are dying in Palestine. Wait a minute. Do we care about, do we care about babies or not? <laughs> Dude, I also realized I just said, why not some anti-war protests? And then the reason, that doesn't even make sense because they are anti-war protesters, right? Is that what they're protesting? They're protesting for a ceasefire in God. But okay, no, that's, that's, what, that's what you fucking you people even, don't understand. You can't even be anti-war protesters because you started the war. You started the fucking war. No, no. <laughs> listen, listen. Palestine wants to execute all the Jews. They want, their, they want, they want a genocide of the Jews. So when you sit out there and you say, I'm calling for the end of this genocide on the Palestinians. Okay. So you're calling for the genocide of Jews, right? It's one or the other. When, two, when you have two sides, both want to kill each other, you could either be for the genocide of one or the genocide of another. What really bothers me about these like, people, they talk to us as if I don't know the facts. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. They'll be like, no, you don't understand. <laughs> did, you, did you know how big the Gaza area was? And then this year, and then this year, and then there was this attack. It's like, yeah, no, no, you don't understand. I know. I understand babies are dying. I understand all. Good. <laughs> you know, you, you don't understand. I looked at all your facts, and I decided, yes, I want the Jews to win this war. Bottom line. I mean, honestly, I have, again, stated this multiple times. This is a whole thing that I don't understand. It's beyond my comprehension. I've done a lot of digging in the history, but uh, there's a lot of deep-seated historical, you know, nuances involved in this conflict. That to be to be American, to be a white guy American with the mask on, and I've seen a bunch of them out there gluing the hand to the road or shutting down the traffic, like. You got this passion for something you don't even understand, yet where were you when they were shutting down our lives and enforcing these draconian measures on us during the pandemic? Where were you people protesting oppression by the government when we ourselves were being fucking oppressed, man? You guys yeah, were nowhere to be seen. Doing you it. were cheerleaders for the oppression. It's crazy yeah. to me. And I, you know, I, I can't get over that element. Like, it, it's nowadays... We're all really bent out of shape about stuff that's way the fuck over on the other side of the world, and then over here, nobody cares about how crappy everything is in our country. Look at the migrant crisis at the border. Oh, you're a you're a racist. <laughs> like, what? Do, yeah. We're being invaded, man. Like, who cares what's happening over there in the Gaza Strip? Look what's happening at our border. It's crazy. What killed me the most, though, is their biggest argument is, like, the one argument I kept hearing is, it's like we, we have to do anything. It's worth anything to be on the right side of history. And the problem with that is you can never know if you're going to be on the right side of history. That's why it's called history, right? Everybody who owned a slave probably thought they were on the right side of history. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Everybody that ever lost a war thought they were on the right side of history.
I don't know. It's 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 no. Well, it's absolutely this whole the protest this, is this, the, the stopping the traffic. We need people to start running these people over, and that will get them to stop. <laughs> What's crazy about the Palestinian protest going on and all that stuff uh, is at the same time one of the craziest situations I've seen unfold in a while. The Hasidic Jews in that temple fighting the cops. Did you what see? What happened? Did you see this? Dude, yeah, I still don't get this. What okay, is going? I, did a I tried to digging. Read, dude, I, I tried so much. Dude, they found a tunnel. <laughs> Multiple tunnels. Like, yeah, but I don't get it. Who dug the tunnel? Who is using the tunnels lot, and for what? Well, there's a lot of uh various reports and anecdotes uh, you know coming out of the situation. There were first reports that it was based around the whole COVID lockdowns, and they weren't able to go. Remember, they shut down uh, all those places of worship, and so they dug those tunnels to get in, unbeknownst to the law enforcement. There's other reports saying that these tunnels are as fresh as, like, (laughs) six months old, and they lead to some women's place that's abandoned, and then there's... I've heard other things where it leads to some schoolyard area, <laughs> like some some kitty place. I don't know. Uh, I'm always a little skeptical with tunnels. All right, when you're building tunnels, you're up to no good, in my opinion. I don't build tunnels. I've got nothing to hide. Remember tunnels of fun. I do remember tunnels of fun, <laughs> and which was a nefarious little situation. They used to do the teen night or the preteen. Night, whatever it was. Uh, that's what I was thinking. Exactly what I was thinking. And you're never up to any good in those tunnels. No, you're up to bad stuff in those tunnels, man. You're, you're doing stuff you're not supposed to. Good call on the tunnels of fun. I haven't thought about that in a long time. <laughs> Wild. Rocking out to some fucking Mandy Moore and Christina Aguilera. <laughs> tunnels of fun. Wow, the tunnels of fun. I don't know what was yeah. going on with these tunnels. But I, again... You know, with these old religions and these uh, old school guys, you know, I, I'm not, I'm not savvy to their nefarious ways. I, who knows what's happening with these uh, secret societies and all these weirdo groups? I also maybe it's just a tunnel to smuggle their foreskins out of the country. It was for the Korean foreskins. <laughs> well, no, the Jews were afraid they were going to start coming for theirs, so they had to smuggle them out. <laughs> Maybe they were smuggling in Korean ones to pass them off as Jewish ones and make a quick buck. <laughs> <laughs> like a little cock menorah. Yeah, it's that's right, man. <laughs> yeah, the tunnel thing's weird. I don't, I don't like anything about it. Tunnel thing is weird. I, I thought I would bring it up since we were on the uh, whole uh, conflict with the Hamas over there. You know, it's a... Uh, you got a lot of tunnels. Both sides have tunnels. This is all I'm trying to say, folks. We're all the same. Every side, we're all building weirdo mm. tunnels to funnel uh, various types of foreskins and look younger. That's our whole. Uh, that's our objective. Foreskin. Yeah, we all just want our our foreskin action. Uh, I have to get to it while we still have time in the show. The uh, subject dear to my heart. We were dipping into a little COVID nonsense, or at least I was. I, I'm obsessed with it. We are entering 2024, or we're in 2024. We are entering soon the months where COVID was hitting the news cycle. We were hearing stuff in China back in 2020. And March 
first or second week, that was the shutdown. All right, that's when we locked it down to save grandma. A lot of uh, weird emotions for me as we approach that anniversary, simply because we've covered almost uh, to a breaking point now all these different respiratory disease, COVID this, RSV that. They're trying to bring back the masks. I think they got them in all the hospitals now. Uh, (laughs) Remember remember white lung? Yes, there was white lung. Do you know why that went away? Uh, Racist, or I don't know. No, Dr. Drew was talking about it because he was laughed at about it when it first came out. They were trying to say that it was a new pneumonia because if you took the x-ray, you saw a white spot on the lungs. And all these doctors were coming out saying, no, that's just how you've always detected pneumonia. Yeah, which was COVID. I think COVID was rebranded pneumonia. Uh, All right, so we're at this point where I think we got to get some answers, man, and I've been dying for it. I'm sure it'll be a nothing burger. But either way, Dr. Fauci had to do some behind-closed-doors depositions today, and he's doing some more tomorrow. And I don't know what we're going to get out of it. Probably nothing. Nothing. But he does... They spent the whole first day arguing over what the fuck... They're still arguing over the definition of gain of function. That's all we're going to get. I know. I I think we're going to get some good stuff in the public uh, action when it hits the scene, but... Right now, I got a little bit of Rand Paul describing Tony Fauci, and I just feel like it's been a while since we've heard about Fauci. And like I said, we're upon this four-year anniversary uh, very soon, and it's election year. They're going to try and do the same crap with COVID or something like it, uh, or they're going to use migrants for lockdowns, which I have after this. Uh, but let's. Did you hear that the left was covering this? No, the, I I did not actually. Dude, they I, make they're making like a very brief statement about it, and the yeah. statement is, "This is just an old retired man." <laughs> Why are you bothering this no, retired dude. man? Reti- he was the he, he was he was the most influential person through the through the <laughs> pandemic. You know what I mean? He had more power than any other bureaucrat that I've ever seen in my life. We had Brad Pitt play him on SNL. On All SNL, right? he threw out the first pitch. The first he pitch. was the face of COVID. And now, I never told anybody to do anything. <laughs> I'm just, I, I just made some recommendations. All right. Uh, <laughs> yeah, he's just a retired old man. Why are you bothering him, Frank? He's hanging out. He's doing fly fishing with Ray Epps down in Arizona, man. They, What's you know? that killed millions? <laughs> when he was working he was on the job can't oh. blame a guy for what he does on the job he's retired now left it behind him i got Rand paul cool. describing fauci and i really like it i think he's spot on I, I find Rand paul to be this individual in the mainstream maybe the only one who can actually kind of define tony fauci in the uh, through the eyes that we see him everybody else seems to have this they have this glorified, weird version of him where, you know, not that he can't do any wrong, but I don't know. It's weird. They, they don't treat Tony Fauci the same way as they do other celebrity politicians. He, he's hoisted on this higher pedestal. Uh, Rand Paul, though, always t- 
talks about Fauci like this just scheming, scumbag, used car salesman sleazeball that you and I have always known to love and talk about, right? Uh, so here's Rand Paul giving us the dirt. I, I, don't, I, I don't think people understand. I can forgive anybody for being wrong. I cannot forgive somebody for refusing to admit they're wrong and then coming down, like, dictating to me things that I should and shouldn't be doing. You know what I mean? Like, you acted like you were the right source. You were the <laughs> only source that was telling the truth. And you were lying and wrong. That I can't forgive. Not only that, you created the, the virus in the first place. You're, uh, yeah. You are diabolically behind every element of the pandemic, lockdown, shutdown, everything. Tony Fauci is the villain of 2020, of the pandemic, of COVID. He's the villain. <laughs> That's what I mean. Whether you're talking about uh, virus kills or vaccine kills, you killed millions. It was you. It was Fauci. You killed millions. You can't just walk away and retire. Yes. He killed millions of people. It's incredible. That's just, in the, that's just in this millennia. We're not even talking about the 80s. We're not even discussing AIDS, which he probably created HIV. <laughs> probably created AZT. Well, they're uh, definitely saying that there's elements of HIV-1 or whatever it is uh, in the COVID vaccine, and that's why everybody is so sick this year. Mm. I have to say, this is my second Christmas in a row not getting sick. Which is very bizarre. I usually, that's, yeah, the holiday season. So uh, I find it interesting that I read articles where this is one of the most bizarre and widespread and intense cold seasons that we've, we've ever recorded. And everybody is sick with these, you know, weirdo respiratory, uh, you know, illnesses. But, you know, for me, I, I'm kind of cruising through. Yeah, it's almost like you're young and healthy. You don't need vaccines. Oh, you know, I think maybe I just skipped out on the mRNA uh, experimental gene therapy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right, you want to do the Fauci dance? Yeah, go ahead. You'll enjoy this one. Enter Anthony Fauci. More than 100 times during closed-door testimony yesterday, he told lawmakers that he did not recall important information and conversations <laughs> relevant to the origins of COVID-19, and the U.S. pandemic response that he presided over. Senator who does, Paul. Who does that remind you of? Kind of reminds you of Bill Clinton a little bit. I don't recall. And then he gets into the definition of what is is. is gain of function <laughs> is. What is the definition of gain of function? Everything's parsing words when he can remember. And most of the time, if it's an important question, he can't remember. But he did admit that, you know what? He approved all of the research, but he didn't read or review any of it. And he doesn't know how or what process there is for having oversight for foreign research, like the research that went on in Wuhan. It's, it's amazing. If he was here, he would tell you that he was for closing the schools before he was against closing the schools, mm -hmm. before he was for it again and then against it. So many things, but the one thing that's consistent about Anthony Fauci is what he says in private is largely true. What he says in public is largely a lie. When asked about the masks by a fellow co-worker, Sylvia Burwell, oh, yeah. he told her the truth. He said the masks don't work because the pores are bigger Their than the virus. Their own study revealed and, that about the influenza virus. But then in public, he wears three masks. In private, he tells his colleagues, you don't really need to wear one. It's the same with immunity. It's the same with the vaccines. And it's really the same with gain of function. In private, he said, yes, we're suspicious that the virus was manipulated, looks manipulated, and we know they're doing gain of function 
in Wuhan. He describes it. That's in a private email. In public, to this day, he still denies that they funded any gain-of-function research, gain research in Wuhan. It's all an well, entire what, what, lie. What, what, that wouldn't be a big scandal or anything, wouldn't it? <laughs> Would it be like we ended up putting money to EcoHealth Alliance that gave money to Wuhan? I really that hate ultimately this spun off that I do, virus. And the, I, do I hate too. Fox News. I do too, but they're the uh. only ones talking about this. They're the only ones bringing on Rand Paul to discuss any element of it, and and she actually just kind of phrased it quite well with the EcoHealth Alliance and everything. I mean, it's. I agree. I can't. Laura Ingram, I can't stand. No, she's heinous. Gain of function research in Wuhan. It's all an well, entire just, like, well, This one... is all audio, but I can just picture the stupid faces she's making while he talks. <laughs> it's weird. It's like kind of condescending. I don't know. It's, they're trying to be funny. I noticed this too. Uh, I was switching back and forth between Fox and CNN the other night. Anderson Cooper... Uh, he kind of still sticks to the old school, like I'm a news reporter telling the news. I'm definitely not compromised and owned by the CIA. Yeah, he tries. He tries. Yeah. He tries, right? And then, like, Jesse Waters, dude, is just like, hey, oh, give me my opinion, man. What the <laughs> Like, dude, like <laughs> Jesse Waters is not hiding it. It's pure entertainment over on Fox News. It's not news. I hate Jesse Waters, too. <laughs> I, 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 there's nobody on Fox News I like right now. I'm, I'm being honest. I don't care for any of them either, but Laura Ingram, unfortunately, telling a little truth here when it comes to the origins of COVID and Fauci's relationship to the worst years of our lives. A big scandal or anything, yeah. wouldn't it? Would it be like we ended up putting money to EcoHealth Alliance that gave money to Wuhan that ultimately spun off that virus? And then yeah, our taxes funded the virus. It's incredible. Yeah. It's incredible. And do you know who profited? The highest paid bureaucrat in Washington, D.C. What's his name again? Well, he wasn't the only one. I know, but Tony Fauci, come on, he's the highest paid. Yeah. A million people killing died. nine million people. A million people died here, nine to 20 million people worldwide, and not one Democrat has stepped forward. On the committee, in the hearings where, there, where t Fauci is testifying, the Democrats are still defending him and saying, nothing to see here, it wasn't gain of function. That's what kills me about COVID and the lockdowns. They are refusing to admit they were wrong. I, I, I don't think they are. You I think are, they, they... Man, this is... Uh, I think that's a... This, this really bothers me because I think we need to just move past this part. I, I, I mean, we're at the point now... Bringing Trump in is no different than the left charging. I mean, bringing Fauci in is no different than the left charging Trump in all these cases for you know talking about January 6th and everything. It's just too political. You're not going to get anything out of it. What we really need to do is like, you're not going to change anybody's opinion. The people in America who know it came from a lab, they know it came from a lab. The people who refuse to accept the facts and they're just going to believe that this came out of a wet market or we'll never know. We never really know the answer. No, they're never going to change their opinion. And what we really need to start doing, if we keep on this trajectory, we're not going to get to the 2020. We'll never get to argue and just debate and talk about the, the, uh, excess mortality rates that we're experiencing now. I mean, we're still arguing over 2020 bullshit. What we really need to do is just, all right, you know what? Fine. Fauci, fuck it. It wasn't gain of function. I don't care. I don't care. 
listen, now we have this crazy excess mortality. What are we going to do? You know what I mean? Or maybe did you know your experimental vaccine was going to cause these issues? Even if it, I, I don't think we'll ever get anybody to take a, to, to, to accept credit or a blame for it. You're never going to get anything. To, what we really need to do is just start having an, 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 an honest conversation without pointing fingers, without trying to you know lock anybody up or anything. Just how do we help the people that were vaccinated? Yeah. We need to instead of calling Dr. Fauci in, you need to bring in the heads of Pfizer, Moderna. We need to sit down. I want to know what you know. Why do you think you'll stop seeing side effects in 2030? Is everybody going to be dead by 2030? Is that going to be out of your system by 2030? Why did you say 2030? What can we do now to remediate the effects of your vaccine? Well, you know, I think we definitely have to go after the the big pharma, but we are owed answers in a definitive, on the record, this is Fauci. I think what they're trying to do is just get this guy to lie, which he has already, and then confirm the lie, and then they're going to go after him for some of the worst, for, for some of the stuff that we're talking about now. Uh, okay, and then, and then in five years, Either he's dead from natural causes and then sure. who cares, or in five years you finally end this case of Fauci, he gets slapped with a fine, we go on our ways, and the people that were poisoned by his vaccine are still dying and there's nothing's been fixed, nothing's been helped. I mean, we're not even at the point where we could discuss it, well, a, a better way of doing it than the lockdowns or anything, you know what I mean? We're still arguing over where the virus came from, you <laughs> well, know, over whether or not Fauci lied about the mask. It's stuff that everybody already knows. Okay, it's if you watch MSNBC, you'll never know this stuff. You'll never hear about it, no matter how many times he appears in front of Congress. It, it just, you're never going to change those people's opinions. What we need to do is now start working on fixing the mistake, not even fixing the mistakes, just, I don't know. I don't know. You got, you got a lot of people, like when I talked to Nona, you know what I mean? You got people who were duped into taking this vaccine. The last thing they fucking care about is whether or not Fauci admits that it was gain of function. All they want to know is what the fuck did you put in my body? What, may, what, what, kind of, what kind of consequences am I looking at in the future for this? You know? Totally. And I, I think exposing Fauci and his role initially is the opening of the door and the pathway that leads to finally exposing and getting no. after the culprits. I really do. I, no, he's I, the distraction, Frank. They're just going to keep going after. If you haven't gotten him now, you're never going to get him. You're never going to get him. He's protected by everybody. Oh, I don't think, I don't think they're going to get him. I don't think anybody gets got in Washington. I think it's just about getting stuff on the record. So that you're not going to get anything on the record. That's what I mean by get him. You're not going to you're not going to catch him in the slip up where he says something he shouldn't have said on record. They have the emails. They have him lying. Yeah, totally. They have everything they oh, know, already you don't need to do any more of this. This is all just for show. It's a waste of time. You know what I mean? And Rand Paul's guilty too. Like why even waste time with this? This is just Well, did you hear at the beginning of the clip? He's got a book to sell, Mike. Don't you understand? <laughs> of course he's he got he's got to reach some uh, you know levels there over on the Amazon count. Right? He wants to hit that New York Times bestseller. Man, come on!
right? He's got to get on there. And yeah, I, I, you know, I totally agree. Uh, but for me, I like to see just, I, I, I like to see the man sweat, and I'm all for it. He's not even sweating, though. That's what I'm telling you. Well, it'll we be laugh fun about it and everything, and it's kind of funny, but he's not sweating. He's not even nervous. He knows he's going to walk out this courtroom and go home. Nothing's ever going to happen to Fauci. Nothing's ever going to happen to any of these people. You know what is going to happen? They're going to, they're going to kick that can down the road. They're going to bring Fauci out. They're going to do this for a few more years. In five to ten years, they'll finally get around to the uh, vaccine effects, and then there'll be some class action lawsuit. Pfizer will pay a, million, a billion dollars, and it, it, done. That's no, it. We'll each get the email. And it'll say, you're entitled to $100 from the class yeah. action lawsuit if you took the mRNA vaccine. Did you get and if you're Jillian in New York, Bar we'll syndrome? Give you the cheeseburger we never gave you. <laughs> What's that? Oh, a migrant's living in your basement now? You're welcome. That's how it works. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I couldn't agree more. Nothing will uh, ever uh, come. We will never get the Nuremberg. Two, we we live in a society where, unfortunately, uh, there's still the half of the population who support what what went down with the lockdowns and everything else, and with the vaccines. And uh, you know, you still got the Fauci fanatics out there. You're right on the money, man. Well, you know, we, we're pretty much stuck with give me a little eye candy there, Rand Paul. I want to see you shaking down the Fauci for about ten minutes so I could talk about it on my podcast, get a few giggles in. Mike will do the Fauci impression, and then we'll all forget. <laughs> Forget that you killed like uh you know 5.8 billion people with your experimental gene therapy. Yeah, to me this is no different than the the mug shot from Trump. You know what I mean? It's just something that ah the good call. Party That's a great around, great you know? comparison. I love that actually. That is fantastic. We, yeah, the Fauci uh, doing the deposition. That's the Trump mug shot. Tit mug for shot. tat, right? We were we're, yeah. we're trading the Chauvin for the uh, for the Floyd. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Do we? I mean, are we any better for it? Did we win? Did anybody win anything? No. Well, no, no. Everybody loses. Uh, the 5.8 billion people who took the experimental gene therapy lost, and ultimately, you're correct, man. Most people with the excess mortality rates climbing as they are won't even live to see the day where Fauci has to even answer any questions for this in real time. Yeah, he'll never answer a question. He'll die before he answers questions. <laughs> or they'll say he died, and he'll be actually hanging out on some island over there in <laughs> Thailand with, uh, you know, Michael Jackson and Jeff uh, Ep- Jeffrey Epstein, <laughs> hanging out, banging <laughs> the little girlies. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Well, I told them I only fuck the of age dogs. <laughs> I never fuck the baby dogs. Oh well, uh, I got a I got a juicy one for us to maybe hopefully close out here. I thought you uh, would understand this a little more. We were discussing some uh, construction going on near the schools in Chicago, and you yourself have witnessed quite a bit of interesting scenarios going on when it comes to migrants and the housing and all that jazz. Well, uh, in New York. They've decided, and I'm tying this into our COVID conversation here, people. In New York, they're combining migrants and COVID. Here we go. 912 right now in a news alert out of New York City. Students are being forced to learn online as nearly 2,000 migrants move into their school. Nate Coy is live in Brooklyn with the latest with what's going on. Nate, what, what can you tell us about this? 
Uh, well, good morning. I can tell you that a couple state assemblymen and concerned parents just spoke moments ago, and they are very upset that the students at this school, 3,600 students, are learning remotely today because of those nearly 2,000 migrants uh, that moved in last night at the city's uh, direction. Those migrants, because the weather is a bit better today uh, than it was last night, have since been moved back to their tent facility. That happened at 4.30 this morning, but the impact continues for the students today. They're learning remotely. <laughs> I mean, you guys know it's practice. January. The weather's not going to stay nice for long. <laughs> you got to hear the words they use in this clip, man. It freaks me out what they prioritize in New York now. All right. They're going to specify the priority for the government of New York. This should frighten everyone, actually have been canceled and we just heard from concerned parents saying that some teachers aren't even showing up for the remote learning sessions so they say uh, that this really is not a situation that they're comfortable with but take a look at this video as you see those 2,000 migrants arrive here last night again it was because of bad weather threatening their nearby tent facility the school notified parents of the students the city writing quote the health and safety of migrants in our care is always a top priority which Health and safety of migrants are our top priority. Not educating your children, you tax-paying Americans. No! We have a top priority here, and it is these illegal migrants. Man, your stupid kids can't read anyways. This is New York. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. New York. <laughs> oh, wait. They're going to... We're going to talk about Mayor Adams. He's, he's going to tell you why this is happening. This is why we are currently overseeing the relocation of 1,900 guests from the Humanitarian Emergency Response and Relief Center at Floyd Bennett Field. That relocation is forcing students to again learn at home, a proven disaster for learning as we saw during COVID. So the migrants now are back at Floyd Bennett Field, but many are wondering uh, for how long. Of course, we're in the middle of winter here in New York City. We just had a nor'easter uh, over the weekend, and harsh conditions are expected uh, you know, throughout the winter. So people are concerned that this could happen again, not only at this school, but in other districts across New York, which is why uh, these two assemblymen who are not part of this district are here speaking today, and they say that they're drafting legislation to prevent the city from housing migrants in active schools. New York City Mayor Eric Adams says the city is full. Uh, of course, you guys are running into similar problems in Chicago. And the mayor's office says that they're considering all options here. Oh, they're totally full, man. They got The whole city? They got no vacancy, dude. <laughs> the whole city is full. The entire city of New York is full, man. <laughs> it fit one more person on this island. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> oh, that is man. I, I just saw, uh, who is it here? Uh, we got a little mention that illegals can vote in New York City, which is mind-blowing if that's true. Is that the case in Chicago? No, I don't think they can vote. Yet. All right, all right. But I, they can become cops. They can... <laughs> which is why I, I think... I think we are correct here, uh, dude, uh, Orchata. We need to get in uh, some vigilante justice right now. We, it's time for the Batman. All right. That's, that's what's going on here. Yeah. Just sweep them through. Our squeegee boys were gone here in Denver for uh, a minute. They're back. 
Uh, you know, you got to. I guess yeah, uh, they're allowed to vote in local. Really? Wow! Yeah. I'm guaranteeing they could probably vote <laughs> here in Denver or Colorado. We love the migrants here, man. You know, Jared Polis is all about them. Uh, we're housing them as well, kicking others out of the hotels, bringing in the migrants. It's very important. I could not get over the fact that they said it was a top priority to take care of these migrants over I know. I education know. of the kids. We're going to go to remote learning. Teachers aren't even going to show up on their zoom call. Of course not. <laughs> your kid, your kid's just going to retard even more. And this is the pathway for America. This is idiocracy, right? I can't can't tell you how many teachers talked about, uh, they'll talk about the COVID days, like the remote learning, and they'll talk about how they would log in in the morning and like maybe half the class would log in. And then by lunchtime, it would just be black screens. (laughs) They all all turned off their camera because they're just doing whatever. Yes, but how quick were they to... Go back to remote learning, man. People need to understand when they instituted that, that was not just a one-off. All right? They set the oh, stage no, for the future, man. That, that, that's the future of education. We got to house these migrants, these future voters. All right? We got to house them somewhere. No, I, I, I'm, so, I'm so glad you played this because I was going to tell you, I was going to talk to you about this in Chicago today. Dude, all they talked about was this winter storm that was coming, right? That's right. Going to be six inches. Oh, yeah. Six inches of wet snow, hard to shovel, can't clear the roads, and then it's going to freeze at night. Nothing we could do. Dude, so they preemptively closed all these schools, and they did, they did remote learning. There was never more than half an inch of snow on the ground. Wow, man. It's possible this is all due to teacher shortages. <laughs> they just like... It's because teachers don't want to work. They don't want to work. <laughs> Come on. So it's funny you uh, mentioned that we are about to hit a major deep Arctic chill, and I, it's going to hit us here in Colorado for about four, maybe five days. I was checking it out how over there in Chicago, you guys are going to be in the, the teens to zeros basically for the next month. <laughs> yeah, yeah, probably. Yeah. Uh, and I was, it's a little, you know... It, not unusual, but uh, it's pretty intense that it's coming at this point here. And I was thinking about how, you know me, tinfoil head nut job. I love me, my harp technology and weather modification and the idea that we could maybe create some sort of situation in the ionosphere or the whatever sphere and lower the pressure, create a deep chill over the entirety of America and just freeze away all these migrants. <laughs> what if all the governors kept going to Biden, you know, and just You're pleading right. their case like, Yo, we can't handle these migrants. It's too much. It's killing us. It's going to kill us in the polls. We're not going to win re-election. You got to do something. And so they activated the heart machine, deep freeze America, and all of a sudden the migrants are like, whoa, it's way nicer in Mexico. Everybody go back. Let's <laughs> turn it back, baby. Uh I don't think you need a machine for that. It's just called winter. Winter comes. No, no, I, I don't think you understand uh, the reality of our world, sir. Uh, yeah. we, we have harp technology, and we are deep freezing this on purpose to drive uh, out the migrants. Makes sense. 
Oh, man, that's funny. I thought of all my ideas tonight, that was the one you were going to jump on board with. (laughs) In my head, I was like, this is the one. Mike's going to like this over all the others. You're lucky I didn't have time to bring up the jellyfish UFO that they caught on camera over Iraq, Oh, man. God. Get oh, the f- dude. It's, it's a- about the smudge on the camera lens? <laughs> it's not bird poop, dude. It's a jellyfish UFO. I'm telling you right it's now. It's jelly from a jelly donut, dude. No, That's they've what caught... The guy fucking- no, this isn't the only time that they've uh, seen this bad boy, apparently. That this is uh, something that has come out in other situations, like on cruise ships they've seen it. And it was recorded, the jellyfish <laughs> UFO man, and it goes right, it goes into so the water, stu- dude. No, you know, I, rumor has it it's what killed Steve Irwin. Oh, too <laughs> soon, too soon. I don't know what did that guy do. Was that too- <laughs> it does look like the troop carrier from the Zerglings in Starcraft. Wow, mm. you just certified your or nerd dumb right not there. Not even the nice. troop carrier, the uh, the scout, the thing that floats ahead and just a scout, yeah, the ma- exposes the map for you. See, it, and it does look like a scout drone. I, and I've always kind of theorized that the UFOs we do see that maybe are not our tech and are extraterrestrial. These are scouting drones to, you know, check out the scene and see what we're up to. Eh, oh, I think it's ours. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God, man. Come on. I, I mean, this thing just so happened to come into a country where we had armed forces. Yeah, well, that's what they do. They try to dismantle our nuke action, right? Except they never actually dismantle it. They just always happen to be in an area where the U.S. military is. I mean, this, this, come on. Yeah, we film it. They, they cruise around. They like to showboat for the camera, you know. They hope th- if you look really close, you can see the Air Force pilot mooning the Navy pilot that took the picture. <laughs> that's, that's, that's what that uh, is. Aliens are huge fans of TikTok, Mike. They're just trying to go viral, man. <laughs> <laughs>